Hello, hello. Welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am your host, Holly Hillier, a retired six-figure corporate engineer, mom to three crazy boys, and CEO of Seven Strong. I went from burnt-out corporate engineer to stay-at-home mom boss, building multiple businesses and life-changing income from my kitchen table. My passion is helping other female entrepreneurs create magnetic marketing and scalable systems so you too can create the time and financial flexibility to live your dream life. Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am really excited for today's episode because today we are diving into optimizing your account. And last week we talked about how to actually save time creating content on Instagram, but really you can create all of the content that you want But if you do not have your account optimized for your new followers and then really the new eyes that are coming from your content, then they're not going to become new followers. And so you might go viral, but if you have people coming to your account and not clicking follow, then it doesn't matter. And so today we're going to dive into the steps to optimize your account to make sure that you are converting that amazing content into followers. So let's dive in. So the first thing that I really think about when looking at optimizing your account is your profile photo. And hear me out. I know that sounds so basic. But I also get a lot of clients and I do Instagram audits with some of my Blueprint Social Selling students. And the first thing I look at is that that profile photo, some of them are products and which I think they know they need to change it to their face. But a lot of them are like them, like moms and their kids or like moms and their spouse. And here's the thing, your profile photo should be just you. You are representing your brand. Um, Your profile photo is what should kind of give people that first feel, feel of your account. So I was talking with my society members about this, and there's a big difference between a brand that feels approachable, fun, joyful. And this is something you should really ask yourself is how do you want your brand to come across? What do you want your company to feel like? For me, like joy is a big thing. I want people to feel joyful. I want them to feel happy. I want them to feel energized. Like I want you to come to my account and feel energy and fun and relatable. I want you to feel like we could really be friends. I am not a kind of a luxury brand account, which I have clients who are. And so for those accounts, we use a lot of black and gold and kind of more moody colors. They use a lot of what would be like higher end placement of products, the Gucci belts, the handbags, all those things that give that really like luxury feel. And so my profile photo and their profile photo should really look very different. It should feel different. So you want to make sure it is just you and that it represents your brand. And you don't need professional photos for this. If you think you do, my current profile photo David took of me, it could have easily been taken on a tripod with the timer on my 
iPhone. And here's, this is like my favorite hack for how do you actually get a good photo? It's all about the lighting. Go outside. And if you can't go outside or that feels weird, it's not the background that you want, not the vibe that you want, go stand in front of a window. Just stand in front of a window. Literally take a selfie. You taking a selfie in front of a window and you could upload it to Canva, put a background on there, but you taking a photo in front of a window is a hundred percent better than like you and your kids from far away where I can't even see your face. So don't overthink this, get good lighting, make sure people can see your face and make sure your photo represents how you want your brand and your company to feel. So the next part of optimizing is your name optimization. So when I say name field, I mean that like big, bold field under your profile photo. And so for me, this says Holly Hillier. And then I'm going to have like a little line, a capital I is what I use to get that little line. And then after that, I want you to think about SEO specific search terms that your ideal client would be searching for. So for example, I see a lot of clients who will put like their own kind of business jargon in this field, meaning like words that like their ideal client wouldn't say, but it's like how they like to think of themselves, right? Like so-and-so expert or specialist, right? Versus like my seven strong ones, like Holly Hill, you're like Instagram growth. What's my ideal client searching for? They want to grow on Instagram. They're searching for Instagram growth. Or, you know, my other Holly Hillier account, which is postpartum weight loss. That's what the words people are searching for. So remember that that name optimization field should include the SEO searchable terms that your ideal client is searching. Now, step three, this is your bio section. So I visually do these as steps. And if you are in the Seven Strong Society, this training is is month one of our social media training. And so we have all the photos and graphics and stuff in there for you guys. But when going through these steps, I start like top to bottom of an account. Again, this is how I do Instagram audits. So we're going to start with that profile photo. The next is the name. And then after that is going to be your bio. So your first line should really be describing who you help, what result you get them, and how you get it for them or overcome an objection they may have as to why you couldn't get them that result. So my seven strong one, I actually don't have who you help because it's pretty clear the only person who would want this is someone growing a business on social media. So I just have grow your following plus increase sales. So grow your following and increase sales without being on your phone all day. So you want to grow your following, you want more sales, and you don't want to be tied to your phone. I am the person to help you. And the second line, I like this as a credibility or as a how you help them. So fast and simple, real tutorials to 10x your reach. So they know they're going to go to my feed and they're going to get a bunch of real tutorials to help them increase their reach. And you've got to make sure that you know your micro niche. This is where understanding your ideal client and understanding your micro niche is so important. You have very few words you can put up here. And these words mean everything. This bio, these three lines that you have are the most important part of your entire account. You need to do the exercises to understand this is what I'm serving people with. They want this. My ideal client is asking for this. When they come here, they feel like I'm solving part one of their problem. You have to know who they are and really speak directly towards them. So my Holly Hillier account, Helping Moms, that's who I'm helping. I am working directly with moms. I'm helping moms lose the weight. That's the result they want without giving up desserts. That's over. That's the objection I'm overcoming for them. And then... 
again, credibility. This could be, you know, seven strong. I've had in the second line something like I grew 75,000 followers in six months on Instagram. So that's credibility. Oh, she's going to teach me how to grow social media because she's done it before too. Or, you know, down 47 pounds without counting macros or calories. That's credibility for my Holly, my other Holly Hillier account because these people want to lose weight and I've been where they've been. I've lost the 50 pounds. And so what credibility can you use? Now, one thing that I tell my like nurses or anyone with like a higher level degree certification, put that in that step two, the name field. Because again, if you could put like Holly Hillier, like RN, or, you know, if, if this was an engineering account, I have a PMP, I have a PE, like I have all these certifications, which again, don't make sense to anyone, but they would make sense to my ideal client. And they would help with my credibility. So ask yourself that too. Like, are you putting abbreviations that no one knows, right? It goes back to that kind of like jargon that like no one would know. Okay, then it doesn't need to be there. But if it gains you credibility from your ideal client, because it's just something they understand so well, then yes, it should be there. Now, third line, this is the value you're offering them. So this value can either come in your feed or do you have an opt-in for them? So on Seven Strong, I say free 100 viral hooks and I point down to my link. So very clear what I do. I increase your following, I increase your sales without being on your phone all day. I'm going to give you fast and simple real tutorials to 10x your reach. That's going to be within my feed. They're going to see that immediately. And here's my free 100 viral hooks. None of this is really about me. This is all about them. It's about what I'm going to give them. It's about how, like, why is this account worth their time? And I think that's really important to talk about that, you know, when I first started Instagram and social media, it was like the rise of the mommy bloggers and mommy influencers. And it really was the first wave of of influencers. And we were all following them. It was like, oh my gosh, this sneak peek into someone else's life was super interesting. It was all new to us. Now people are not just saying like, oh, I actually need another like mommy blogger to follow. That mommy blogger better give some really, really specific value to someone in order to get them to click follow. So for example, I will follow influencers who you know, do like petite fashion because again, that's, and I think I've given this example before because it's literally the only person I'm following because I'm trying to figure out what to wear postpartum. And so I'm like, oh, that's cute and awesome. You're just going to give me the links. That's really valuable to me. Right. And so it's about me. It's about what's valuable to me. I actually don't care that much about like seeing our kids or seeing our family. Like it's wonderful. And I like to know that you do have kids because it makes your fashion more relatable to me. I know you're running around chasing after three littles too. Then great, you get it. So that's another level of trust. But I don't necessarily need to like know your kids. And that's a big shift. Unless you really are looking to be that like mommy blogger influencer, like people want to know you and why to trust you. And your children or family could be a part of that. But really, truly, Instagram right now is like, what value can you give me? We are trying to unfollow more people than follow more people. And I'll tell you a really interesting stat. You guys know I'm huge on checking all of our statistics every single week for social media. And if you know your data, then it's going to help to drive your results, right? And so I was looking at data from over Christmas. And over Christmas, I had a 
huge dip over like Christmas and New Year's, a huge dip in my number of followers. Like people on like my number of followers didn't go down, but my number of unfollows went up. And followers went up as well, but not as quickly as the unfollows. Now, why? Well, because it's the end of the year and we're all thinking about the new year and we're thinking about our mental health and who are the people that we want to follow that add value in our life. And I will tell you, I do not get upset by unfollows. So someone may have followed me and this isn't, the seven strong account's pretty small. So this didn't happen on seven strong. And most of my followers on seven strong account are new followers. So they followed me. I'm still providing them that exact same value and they're happy, right? So it didn't happen on seven strong, but if you have an older account, so my Holly Hillier account really was like this kind of personal, more of a personal account. There are people there. Oh my gosh. If you listen to this podcast, like, thank you for being with me through the years and the evolution but they were they they are there for my family and i share less of my family and so maybe they're like okay i'm not getting the mom life that i want i'm not getting the links that i want and so they unfollow me and that's okay right your account's allowed to shift and their wants and needs are allowed to shift now it could also be some of the newer followers who have followed me over the last year you know, I, I grew a ton. And so they were following me for dessert recipes and they are still getting tons of dessert recipes, but maybe they're saying, gosh, I'm just not using these or like, you know, I follow enough recipe accounts. I don't need to follow this one. And that's okay. You want the people who are on your account to be people who are going to become potential clients, not people that you're annoying when you show up in their feed. Right. And that's, I think we have to get okay with that and understand that yes, unfollows should be used as data, but also looking at external circumstances. And since then, since New Year's and Christmas, I actually had a huge uptick in the last, like the first two weeks of 2024 in number of followers over on Holly Hillier. So instead of like freaking out that one week that, oh my gosh, my content's not converting anymore. I really looked at human behavior and the human collective, what's happening. And I'm going to continue to serve because my client, there are people there who are still finding value. My followers who are still finding value. And now I'm going to take that and scale even more in 2024. And that's exactly what has happened. I'm digging more into what people want and just continuing to provide that value. So just really understanding your insights, your data, why people are following you and that this Instagram world right now is all about them. So your bio must be about them. So The last piece is really the link in bio. So I mentioned pointing people down to your link in bio. And the real question I want you to ask yourself is what do you want your ideal client to do? So, you know, if you have produced the great content, you have brought these ideal clients over, you have a great bio, they've clicked follow, they can see the value in your feed. What do you want them to do next? After follow, what is next? And, you know, they're different. You could put, just one link there that is maybe a link to an opt-in page to a freemium. If you're like, I am really looking to drive to a masterclass I'm hosting or to a freemium that I'm posting, which is then going to put them in like an email series and then sell to them. Having one link is actually super, super powerful. We are as a collective, we have huge decision fatigue. And so some of these other options, which truthfully are what I use in a lot of times, they can be overwhelming. 
So for example, Linktree or Beacons, I use this on my main Holly Hillier account and you open it and there's like five, six different buttons you could push. And it's like, oh, I just wanted to know how to like, I don't know, get a recipe book or how to buy a nutrition program, right? Like really ask yourself if you had one action or two actions that you want people to take, what would they be? And try helping to reduce the decision fatigue of your ideal client with this link in bio. Now, I also want to mention if you are selling your own products, so we use Kajabi and that is where we sell all of our courses. It is where our membership is based off of. Like we do like everything through Kajabi. Now, if you don't have Kajabi, we also have like Shopify to sell our planners. So if you don't have Kajabi or Shopify and you are looking for a way to sell a product, the newest, like coolest thing on the block right now is a stand store, S-T-A-N store, stand store. And what this allows you to do is it creates kind of that like link in bio look for you, the like link tree beacons look when you open it up. And then you can get people to buy straight from there. So you can give an example. I could say Bluebird Social Selling and then a little info about it and then the price and then grab it now. And then that would take them directly to a sales page. So Stand Store allows you to build like sales pages without having Kajabi and Shopify. It really simplifies things. Now, just keep in mind, again, depending on your offers, like, how many things are you linking to within your stand store? Can you make sure that they are grouped in like an Ascension model way, meaning like starting with really low cost and then working your way up? So maybe you want people to just grab your free thing first. And then if they're like, oh, but they can join a membership at another lower cost. And then maybe your course is the next high level cost. And then for me, we have a mastermind, which is obviously a high ticket item. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in a stand store. That is not for everyone. And we qualify people who get in that. And so that wouldn't go in there. So just kind of think about your pricing too, and what that would look like. But I had to mention stand store because it is like kind of the new kid on the block and a really, really easy way to list products without Kajabi, Etsy, any of those things. So kind of as we wrap up, I would love for you all to take like 10 minutes and just start thinking through how are you going to tweak your bio? How are you going to strengthen this so that when people come to your account from your content, they're like, yes, this is what I need. This is how this person is going to add value into my life and make the change. And then really look at the data. Look at, okay, how many people on average is my content bringing over? How many of them are clicking follow? And this is digging into like reels data, right? Followers versus non-followers who are seeing it. If you use beacons or link tree, you can see like clicks on actual links and you can see, are people actually interested? Are they clicking? If they're clicking, are they actually buying or submitting? And if not, now maybe I need to look at my sales page. So really digging into this top of funnel, this, this bio is like, there's so much data in there for you that can help lead you to better conversions in the future. So I hope that that was helpful. 
you guys, please, as you work on your bios, feel free to tag me. Obviously, if you are in the Seven Strong Society, post it within our community, tag me. I'll do live feedback. We always have our live Instagram audits as well. So just submit your name for an Instagram audit. I'll pull up your account live and we will dive in live. And it allows me to get past a little further past your bio and incorporate the feed as well. So I hope you guys are having the best start to January and this new year. It has been so fun. And Instagram is growing in a really, really exciting way. I feel so aligned with the, my bio is not about me. I don't want to be a mommy blogger. I don't need to share my entire like family life. I just need to be an expert and serve you and give you ways to work with me for free and ways that we could work together more closely should it be what you need. And I hope you feel that same way about your Instagram and your business. Like It's a place to serve and that feels really good. And when you figure out that you're not fighting the algorithm, but that these little tweaks can truly change everything, that's when your account's going to explode. And I am lucky enough to be on the journey with so many of you who are doing just that through Seven Strong. So happy Tuesday. I will see you all next week. Cheers to bigger dreams and even bigger businesses. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found tactical takeaways you can apply right away to your business. If so, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review on iTunes. Now, let's go crush some goals together.